0: Christmas present. It's probably the best Christmas present I ever received. Uh, full disclosure, my birthday is on Christmas Eve. Oh. oh. So, you know, I didn't give too many gifts. Oh, it's a combined birthday Christmas present, right? But I got that. And also, when I uh, took a new position, I would always ask for uh, my birthday off. Thank you. Christmas Eve. I love it. Anyway, this Christmas Eve. That's Christmas Day. I received a wonderful Christmas present. I love that. I received a bicycle. And I love that bicycle. I have a picture of me standing in front of a tree with that bicycle. Now that picture was made out of chisel and stone. <laughs> I'm kind of old. I could not wait to ride that bicycle to school. Could not wait to ride that bicycle to my friend's house. It gave me some freedom. It It was wonderful. A wonderful gift. We weren't very wealthy when I was younger. We didn't have much money. My father found an old Schwinn bicycle. He refurbished it. Put new tires on it. Fixed the brakes. And he painted it baby blue. I have no idea why he painted it Baby Blue, but I still love it. It was a new bike to me. It was not brand new. It was not a brand new bike. It was an old bike made new. And I loved it. I loved it just the same. And I love my father taking the time to make that creation. To give that gift to me. It meant so much to him meant so much to me. A new creation. There's only two times in the Gospel according to John that the word new is used. After Jesus' crucifixion, the Gospel says, at the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in that garden was a new tomb, which no one had ever been laid. they laid Jesus there. That's one of the two times that the word new is used in the Gospel according to John. The other time is the reading we read today. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. Love one another in a new way. The way that the word new is used in the Gospel according to John does have some interrelatedness. I give you a new commandment that you love one another, Jesus was laid in a new tomb so that the resurrection could happen in a new way that then bring new life to the world. New. I hope we're coming out of a pandemic, at least somewhat. And yet caution still has to be taken Some say that there might be a new wave of COVID in the fall, so we do have to take care of ourselves. But for right now, at this very moment, as we look at each other, as we look each other in the eye because we are present with each other, turn around with each other in (laughs) the eye, Lessons that we have learned. And there are lessons that we have not learned. This time gives us an opportunity to reevaluate what is important and what is not important. What can we give up? What can we take on? Always hear about the new normal. I do not want the new normal. Opportunity For a new vision, a new vision to pro- re-proclaim, reclaim ourselves as a, in this vision as disciples of Christ, reclaim ourselves as, a, as people who love one another. Many have said at this point of the pandemic, the church might not look like the church in the future, in the past. And I agree. Many have said, we are starting over. And it's almost like a new church plant. And a new church plant, there is excitement. There is vision. There is a sense of unity. And I think every congregation at this point is looking at this opportunity as a way to replant our churches, to replant our congregations. Many will be excited about this. And some won't be so excited. That's what happened to Peter. Some were excited about Peter's vision, and some were not excited about Peter's vision, especially those apostles in Jerusalem. You see, the Gentiles, when they came to love the way, to love Jesus, they were still part of Judaism. They were a sect of Judaism. They weren't Christians. They were Jews who followed the way. And Peter obeyed all of those laws of Moses. The ritual laws, the eating laws, all all those laws. And as we read, as we heard in the reading for today, a sheep came down with all those unclean animals. Follow the way. And when you follow the way, there is no longer Jew or Jew. There is no longer Gentile or Jew. There is no longer male or female. Everyone is one. In the risen Christ, Peter was told that everyone, everyone can sit down at the table with each other no one is excluded. Peter had a vision, and his vision was a fulfillment of the kingdom of God, fulfillment of the reign of God. And the fulfillment of the reign of God is that God, that we will be reconciled to God. We will be reconciled to each other, and we will be reconciled to ourselves. Peter got a glimpse of that kingdom of God, not only a glimpse of that kingdom of God, the real picture. He explained in detail to those apostles how he could eat with Gentiles and still follow away. How the Gentiles become, could become followers of Jesus. He was convinced and he convinced the apostles that there will be that the followers of Jesus who are Gentiles will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Shift. What a radical shift of those who follow Judaism and Jesus. It meant that there was truly something new. God did something new. And that there was room for all. I said this at the vestry meeting yesterday. There's not tolerance, but acceptance. Tolerance is when you get to the breaking point The compassion and acceptance. those who follow Jesus, Jews and Gentiles, will start to live, act, and shift their way of being in the world. Our faith is evolving as well. After this time of COVID, I see our faith evolving. And I want to make it clear, what's not evolving is the very core who we are. The very core of who we are is the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus that brings us back into, reconciles us with the whole world and through God and with ourselves, through the Holy Spirit. That core never changes. That core never changes no matter What you do if you do right one or right two or modern language or other language, that core never changes. We are nuancing our faith in order to meet who we are. But that core never changes. We are evolving. We are evolving in our faith so that we go out into the world to love the world. And this is how we live out our faith to love God and Christ, to love our neighbors, to love ourselves. Perhaps this is what Paul meant in his writings, that we are to be imitators of Christ. We are made in the image of Christ, and to go out into the world to be imitators of Christ. It's not so much asking the question, what would Jesus do? It is asking the question, "How was Jesus to be?" It is recognizing that Jesus, who is the Christ, brings about the love, of God. and that is, and that we are asked to imitate that love. Look at the deeds of Jesus. Look at the deeds in the gospel. He's not just a good God. But we are to do the same thing. We are to feed the poor, clothe the naked, visit the prisons, heal the blind, raise the dead, go to the cross, and be resurrected. I don't want to include one line about you and plug your right eye out. that. <laughs> <laughs> justice. And that means no one can be separated from the love of God. We feed the poor in order that no one can be be separated from the love of God. We worship with all our splendor that no one will ever have to experience separation from God. (coughs) For every moment of our lives is living in the glory of God, in the presence of God. And when we live in the presence of God, we are not separated from each other. We are not separated from creation, you're not separated from ourselves. You've heard all this before, and you'll hear it again. There are wars, there's poverty, there's polarization, there's oppression, and so much so that we hear it every day and we become dumb. But this pausing after the pandemic gives us the opportunity to truly hear the cries of those who are at war. Cries of those oppressed, the cries of those who suffer, the cries of those who look lost, the cries of those who are lost and are looking for God. The question to ask ourselves and for those around us is: how can this presence of God through me transform the world as I am being? Jesus loves me in order to love the world to about reconciliation. Jesus had this new commandment. A new